Chuck Berry singing Johnny Be Good They didn't know the language but they understood Life would now be different, it was plain to see Rock and roll, it found its way to plenty Now everyone was rocking and dancing around Like a blessing from the heavens was this brand new sound Their lives have been so boring up until this day Now rock and roll is here and it's here to stay Now they're rocking on planet Z And all across the galaxy And it's really something to see The way they're rocking on planet Z Well, the music spread like lightning all across the land All the kids were starting up new rocking bands They threw away their ray guns and they grabbed guitars And they blasted off in rockets to the distant stars On a mission of importance and great urgency Spreading rock and roll across the whole galaxy Now they're rocking on planet Z And all across the galaxy And it's really something to see Alrighty guys, welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you as always in the shadow of Hurricane Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce, you know who, my professionally percussant co-host, <laughs> calling in all the way from Charm City, my pal Odell Norman. Happy holidays. Hey, you too, man. How's everything? Cold as hell in the South. I thought yeah, one of the good things about moving to the South, because I had a whole list of pro and cons when we had to move down here. And my con right. list was to the floor, like a Santa Claus list. And my pro <laughs> list was, at least it'll be warm in the Deep South. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> Not the case yeah. up here on Meth Mountain. It's like wintertime here, and it you know we're we're usually in the upper forty, low fifties around this time of year. Uh, but yeah, there you know we've already had snow, and uh, uh, they're calling for more snow, um, possibly uh, Sunday going into Monday here, and mm-hmm. we're just starting December, so it should be a wonderful winter. <laughs> yeah, and um, winters are only like six months long now, so we've got that. Yeah. Long yeah. Too. It depends on the day of the week, you know. We we get summer on a on a Monday, and we could get a winter winter on a Wednesday. So, uh, I think the important thing is for no one to panic because climate change is a Chinese hoax. Exactly. Uh, collaborated by ninety eight percent of the climatologists on planet freaking Earth. Trying so hard not to cuss because we have underage guests today. Planet freaking Earth. Just so they can raise the carbon tax on multinational corporations a point of a percent. Yeah, that's logical. So let's go with that. (laughs) All right. So it is our last show of the year. Odell, can you believe it? Another year. We're going into, well, this podcast, I guess, about the fourth year, but our fourth year, yeah. Third year together, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you believe it's been an amazing year, too, man? We've talked to some really cool people this year. Some big time people, and and I think that even even better is the fact that a lot of those people are still like we're like legitimately friends with now, like you know Derv Gordon from the Equals. Um, I get messages from him all the time, which is great because he's such a legend. I'm like, oh man, I gotta you know get messages from him and other people that were right around the same time that you know all of a sudden I'm getting friend requests from these people that I had no clue they were friends with. And then all of a sudden you go back and you're listening, you know, you're listening to their music too. And it's like, man, okay, this is, this is really, uh, this is hitting home. So no, but it's good. You know, a comedian friend of mine had put up a post looking for new music, preferably something from before I was born that kicks ass. And somebody put a link to the equals up. So of course me being the shameless self promoter that I am, I was like, well, guess what, buddy? We just had Derv on the show a couple months ago. Check this out. Yeah, I just thought definitely. it was weird, man. That like, I guess it's not weird, but those guys have such a great underground following that it, it's always surprising to me when I see stuff like that pop up in my feed, just independently of Derv or the Equals or any of those dudes. Exactly. Exactly. So, but here we are, man. We're going to knock out this last one. 
Um, we're going to do an article real quick since this is going to be a shorter episode. Apollo is not going to be able to make it on this episode. He is okay. actually in the studio right now. And I think, nice. Dee, you're going to be laying down tracks at least for one of his songs on a new album, right? Yes. He has been super duper busy. Um, those of us who are Facebook friends with uh, Apollo know that he is actually rebuilding this nifty old cabin and making it just super awesome and very like earthy and awesome and cool and so he's had uh not a lot of time to get in the studio to work on this his fifth album but um he has asked me to uh add a little bit to a couple of tracks so he's going to be getting in the studio seeing what he needs and I'm not sure. I know we won't be able to make it out there, but it may be kind of a thing where I've got to drive over there um, and lay down a little bit and then come back. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool because it's about you know, damn time. Well, and his work awesome. is just really not really, for his album, but for you to I get know. on an album. Well, but finally, yeah, um, yeah. I love Apollo's work. It's there's actually stuff that. I'll just randomly listen to, or I'll have one of the kids. I'm like, Hey, put this on, put this on. Um, just because, because, uh, you know, if you haven't heard Apollo son, you need to get out from under the rock. Cause he's really, really good. And his mess, his messages and his songs are really heartfelt and you can hear that come through, um, in every single song. And I just, I really, I cannot. I was wait actually to on the one. phone with him yesterday, and I was telling him that we did a show. We did just this impromptu tin candid show, which we're going to do a lot more of those next year, with Jordan, who was our waiter, I, like a year ago when Yadoye was in town, and we went to his comedy show. We all went out to dinner and met uh-huh. this dude, Jordan, who was our waiter, and he was so cool. I was like, "You're cool. Can I have your Facebook, sir?" <laughs> and we've actually become friends because I don't have a lot of local friends here. And I turned him on to Apollo's work. And he's like, oh, my God, I have never heard this guy because Apollo has been around 15 plus years. Yeah. And I was telling Apollo yesterday, I was like, dude, because I'm thinking about taking him on and managing him and doing some stuff with him. And I was like, nobody should ever say, how come I've never heard of this guy before? You've been around long enough where people shouldn't just now be discovering you, especially at the level you're at. Agreed. For sure. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that he will really break in 2019. All right, I want to touch on this article just because it exploded on the Musical Osmosis page. I think this is the article that had the most interaction on our Facebook page, Adele. It's, yeah. And what it is, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been blowing up the internet that everybody's probably seen it, but Dean Martin came out with a song like 50 years ago, and I know everybody's heard it. It's like, I really can't stay, but it's cold outside. And it was in that movie, away. Elf. Yes, I love that song. Right, so um, <laughs> Station in Cleveland stopped playing it. And I guess they put up a survey, and I don't know what prompted them to put up the survey. Oh, should we keep playing this song? Because in this Me Too movement time that we live in, this song is a little bit creepy. He's really kind of coerced this girl in the stand. No, 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 hang on. I got to interject here. It's not a little bit creepy. That song, and I love that song. That song's a little bit rapey. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it is. It's not rapey. Think about it. Oh, I really can't stay. Just... But baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go. Baby, it's cold outside. Well, 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 What's like in my drink? It's not like he's like, baby, you know, it's not like he's like, baby, you gotta stay or I'm gonna put a knife to your throat and do no, harful things he, to you. She's like, what's he's in this like, drink? He's you just know? trying to make excuses for, I, you know, her to I stay. For, well, then, then, then it let's do this. I want to, wait, wait, I want to test your rapey theory. Um, I sent you the article and it has the lyrics in it. Pull the article up. I know all the lyrics by heart. Okay. Well, you know them by heart. Okay. You do the girl part and then in my most creepy man voice, oh, I will boy. do the man vo- the okay. man part and you tell me. I am going to try to be as creepy as you put it, rapey sounding. Rapey. And you tell me if this hits the stand. Oh, Go okay. ahead. She says, I really can't stay. But it's cold outside. Oh, but baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. <laughs> but baby, ooh, it's cold outside. This evening has been so been very nice. I'll hold your hand. They're just like ice. <laughs> My mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's the hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. <laughs> listen, 
Ooh, to that fireplace war. <laughs> I'm going to be painting the floor with your blood. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't even know if I'm on the next line that I really can't stay. I told you to pull the lyrics up. I okay, know. but you get the point. Yeah. Now that was me trying to be as freaking yeah, creepy yeah, yeah, but then as she possible. Goes, then she's the like, song still rapey sounding to you, Odell? No. Yeah, but you got to keep going. No, she goes, What's I mean, in this all he does is like smoke one more cigarette. I wish I knew how to break drink, the spell. I'm going to dr- tell everybody no, I said no. And he's like, what's the sense in hurting my pride? You know, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it just, it, the, back then it was fine. Now, if a guy, if I said, hey, I got to go. And he's like, no, 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 you know, you, you got to stay. And I'm like, no, really, I got to go. But it's so cold. Okay, let me, let me borrow your coat because I'm out of here. You know, my parents are going to worry. People are going to start saying things. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. What, hey, what, what's in this right. drink that you gave but, me? Like, Here's the point I made before, Odell, on this show several times. So you could have a movie, right, of a guy mm-hmm. who just rapes people all day. That's his, he, like it's a movie about a mad, sick, psycho rapist. And nobody's right. going to get out of, up in arms and say ban that. But you have a movie that alludes to Dean Martin as a little bit of a skis ball. And all of a sudden, people are up in arms. Well, how come Stephen King can make movies of people going insane and fucking, sorry, freaking hacking people up with axes in a hotel? But if Slayer was to sing a song, I want to hack people up in a hotel, people get irate about it. What is the difference between the music version of violence and, and you know, unwanted sex or whatever and seeing it on the movies and nobody bats an eye? I... I... I have no clue because when I listen to that song, it's I don't see it that way. I mean, it's not like he's like, you know, you're gonna stay with me or else. It's it's like you know he's trying. I I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, you make a great point, Nick, because you know you can have a movie with a clown who kills kids and and <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, that is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter, freaking Anthony. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins yep. won an Academy Award for eating people. Okay, eating people. You know, now, I'm having an old friend now, for let's dinner. Just go Remember come that out when a song goes yum yum, I'm going to like eat people, and he'll be ran out of the music industry. Three Six Mafia won a Academy Award for you know uh, Hustle and Flow or whatever that movie was. It's right. hot out here for a pimp. <laughs> but Dean Martin is trying to find excuses for this young lady to stay with him, not in a forceful way. Just be like, baby, no, no, really, you know, you know, any excuse possible, it's, it's rapey. <laughs> but well, if you now. go out and ask a hundred women who are my age or younger, you will find that the overall tone is you. Like it's not like, and I I love the song and. I think it's sweet, and when I see them singing an elf, I sing along every single time. But I totally get how somebody could think, oh, that's kind of... And I didn't even think it was that bad until one of my coworkers, who's a few years younger than me, she's like, yeah, that song's really rapey. And I was like... Oh, well, you know, I put it well, up on popping the mo- Well, popping Molly's in a club? Yeah, that's still... Popping Molly's in a club. That's not okay either, Drinking but... till you can't drink. Doing crazy things There's in the VIP okay. isn't a little rapey. But a man being like, baby, baby, stay here with me tonight. We'll stay nice and warm. Oh, baby, have one more cigarette. You know, it's not like he's like, have one more cigarette while I try to slip a roofie into your drink. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Come on. Come on. going to cause me the girl. You know what this reminds me of? It's it, it and and I know we have um uh uh the, you know people on that are underage, but they probably may have listened to this or seen this. Is Chris Rock when he had that comedy special when he's like, people get offended by the craziest things, and some people don't get offended by other things. So you could have a song on in the club where they're talking about you know blah blah in the ear, blah blah in the mouth. Blah, blah, blah. You're blah, 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 blah. And everybody is dancing to it. But, and then you're sitting there, you're talking to him. You know what he's saying? You know what that person is saying in those lyrics, right? And the person's like, well, he ain't talking about me. So, boom, boom. You know, it's like, come on. That's true. But I got to tell you, 
I, um, cause you know, I'm Hispanic, so I do like the occasional reggaeton, um, and you know, Pitbull and stuff like that. And so I had all these songs in my queue on Pandora and I started really listening to the lyrics and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's kind of gross. And I yeah, can't... you're getting old, but it's not gross if it's in a movie. Look, I put yeah. this I put this article up on a couple different of our pages. Actually, um, Odell, I don't know if you saw, but Jeff um, Ott from Fifteen, yeah, um, actually replied and was like, "Maybe Christmas music just sucks. Maybe that's why everybody <laughs> hates it." And I was like, "You go, Jeff." But you know, <laughs> Hannah commented and she made a good point. And she's like, "Look, if you've been a victim of rape, maybe this is something that's going to make you. It'll trigger and make you relive that." I don't see True. it that way. But yeah. it's like anything else. I put this up. And half the people are like, this is the most horrible song ever made. They should fucking, sorry, cussing again. They should um, dig up Dean Martin and like burn him a lot, like like burn his body, set his body on fire. And the other half is just like, this is totally ridiculous. And then all of a sudden it's, it turns into a big, you're a snowflake. Well, you're a racist monster and all I this. Yeah. Say, Nick, like I'm it always does. You, you made it a whole 15 minutes. You did. Oh, without swearing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to be respectful of the youth. All right, speaking of the youth, let's get tonight's guest in here. I actually discovered these kids on a site called Drupal, which um, I don't want to say discover because I'm not Mr. Big. I actually ran across these kids. I I think um, Dean reached out to me on this site, Drupal. So I want to talk about what they're doing, the site I met them on, and what they've got coming up. So let's get Dean Cheney and Faith Shannon from the Joey's in here. What's up, guys? Hi. Hey, let me ask you guys, um, as somebody that's way from the older generation, what do you think about this baby it's cold outside controversy and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, they're saying they want to ban that now. Are people way, way too politically (laughs) correct, or is the older generation just a bunch of barbarians? I think it's just, like, it's just classic and, like, you know, it's not intended that way. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I watch Seinfeld sometimes, and that can be a little racy. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's fine. There are classics. Yeah. To take that Hi. away would be like... And I'm named after Dean Martin, so... Oh! <laughs> See? Yeah, well, you better not make your parents mad and chime in too bad on the laptop and <laughs> old Dean. Alright, let's get some context here. So I signed up on this site. It's kind of a music platform. It's sort of like what Facebook is, but strictly for musicians and people in the music business. And um, it's called Drupal, and I believe it was you reached out to me, and you're like, hey, because I had put a post up, and I was like, hey, I'm new to this site. If any new bands want to come and talk on Musical Osmosis, inbox me. And you reached out to me, and I know from having kids and talking to younger people that Facebook and Twitter, like these things are kind of growing obsolete. Is Drupal, and are there sites I haven't even heard of, especially for people in a band, is it better to promote on those newer platforms, or is Facebook and Twitter... And I guess even Instagram to a point. Are those still the place to be if you want to get your music out and let people know what you're doing? Um, I definitely use Instagram a lot. So I wouldn't say that that's getting obsolete. Yeah, I think that pretty much all forms of social media are, are very helpful for bands yeah. in order to get work, you know. Right. But is it Facebook becoming like a snake pit, like a viper's pit, where anything you put up, um, somebody's going to have a problem with it and flip out? Well, I wouldn't think that younger people would be on Facebook because it's like kind of for old people nowadays. But uh, ouch, that hurts. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I I think as many face um, as many social medias as possible is good for a band, and I'm learning how to use all that stuff now. So, how does a site like Drupal, which is um kind of a new site. I mean, they just popped on my radar a couple months ago. How's a site like that compare to some of the old standbys like Twitter? Is this a better platform? Because I've been getting a lot more traffic to our old band, even Steven, and we haven't done anything in almost 20 years. Yeah, I think Drupal is more just for kind of exclusively musicians, almost, and people looking for bands to play at their uh, venues. And that's why I really enjoy it. All right, all right, fair enough. Right, let me move on. We've got to talk about the elephant in the room. You are the youngest people we've ever had on this show. Yeah. Mind-blowing to me, 13 to 15 years old. 
I can't believe like how well you have it together. I like I was telling you before we got on air. When I was your age, I was just worried about like passing math class and who was buying me beer this weekend. And you guys <laughs> are a tight fighting unit band. I mean, I wasn't even Steven in my twenties. I couldn't even get those guys to show up to band practice half the time. And we like all had responsibilities and you know they had cars and jobs and all that and i couldn't get them to be where they needed to be how are you guys staying so laser focused at your age because i gotta imagine with school and just the chaos of teenage life it's really impressive how are you guys keeping that together at that level well i think like for us we all met at a place called school rock that we learn to play like our instruments and it kind of just like helped us form together because we already already had like a shared interest in music and like school of rock has like put us into a closer knit unit I'll say. Yeah and our band is pretty much just four really big overachievers and we're all very driven gotcha. to uh, achieve our goal yeah. So is there a lot of um kind of things you're having to sacrifice as far as time and parties and hanging out with friends to do this band thing? Or do you feel like you have a pretty good balance of band, school, and regular life? Uh, well, um, I definitely spend most of my time doing um, the band, you know, and most, most of my time goes towards that um and sleeping and eating and all of that stuff <laughs> so i don't have time for a lot of other things like high school football games but um but yeah i mean being in the band that's pretty much my all the social life that i need at the moment so odell um, kind of, yeah i'm sorry go ahead faith oh um i think it kind of differs for each of us though i can't really speak for lucy or hayden but i think um, I mean, I try to maintain a balance. I definitely really work hard for the band and stuff, but I also try to, you know, like, sometimes and also invite them to our shows, too, because it's still a great way to socialize. Odell, when I met you, I think I was 22, 23? <laughs> yeah. Um, you were in college. So pretty much just out of high school. I was a few years out of high school. How impressed are you by these guys? Because when we were in government cheese in our early to mid-20s, we didn't have it together one-tenth as much as these these kids today have it together. I'm super impressed, man. Yeah, I'm really impressed. I know, um, fortunately, uh, playing in a couple bands, um, I had the privilege of playing with bands that were very similar like you, like a, a really... There was this really good band called uh, 30 Cent Thieves, and they were like your age, and they were playing. Oh, I remember just, them. Yeah, you remember them? They were playing with big-time bands coming out of D.C., which was like a huge thing at the time. And I, mean, I think the youngest person in their band was 11, and the oldest was 15 or 16 at that time. And I, I used to ask them all the time. And very similar to what Dean said, most of them were, you know, they, they were, I was like, they, a couple of them, uh, were, you know, they had other outside interests as far as like they played soccer, their dad, their parents were taking them to soccer practice and then they would go practice band, you know, with the band. But like, like what Dean was saying, there was one guy, Aaron, I remember vividly who was like, his focus was the band. It was like, at that time, that was his focus was like, you know, I, I, this is what I, I love to do and I enjoy And I was like, Hey man, that, Hey, that's what keeps you motivated more, you know, do it, but it's man. crazy it. in perspective, right? I saw a picture of you, Dean. I was flipping through your Facebook, and I guess it was you and another band you were in, and it was like 2008, and you guys yeah. look like toddlers almost. And I was like 2008. Yeah. I was on my second wife, and these kids were getting <laughs> together and playing music. Like yeah. it is just when you get this age and look backwards, and it's just mind blowing what you guys are accomplishing. Thank you. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have that perspective. I always tell people, once you hit, I'm 47. So when you're, say, 27 even, right? And let's say you live to be 87. You can't, you have no frame of reference. You don't know what 60 years is. So you're like, wow, you know, if I live to be 87, I got 60 years left. You don't even know what that is. But when you're 47, all I got to do is think back 40 years and then do it again and I'm dead. Like, I know what that 40 years feels Such like. Such a so it's happy just... thought. Such a happy thought. 
I mean, I'm not bummed out by it. I'm just telling you that when you get this age, you know. I mean, imagine being 87 and wondering, oh, I wonder if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. That's yep, got to be yep. even more glib, right? And more like right. grim. All right, let me move on to this. Um, you guys being so young, do you feel like that's opened a lot of doors for you musically? Because people are like, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, they're so young. I can't believe they have so much energy. Or has it been more of an obstacle? Because I have to imagine you guys can't really play a lot of bars and clubs and things like that. Well, I think that our age can kind of work in both ways. It can be good and bad. Like, we can't necessarily play in a lot of really divey places or go on tour or do right. all of that because, you know, school. But um, I think our age, and especially in that old band you were talking about when I was in, um, like, that's definitely up to the cute factor for us, you know, before we got all the acne and whatnot. Like, there's, uh-huh. like, oh, there's, just these, there's just these kids that are uh, kind of doing all right on stage, and um, now we're still trying to have that youth factor with us, and I feel like some people walk away a little more impressed just because we're so young, and I think that helps, you know. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel like you guys are just now... Have you found your sound? Have you found your creative voice? Or do you guys feel like you're still in the creative stage of your musical career because you are so young? Are you still in the experimental well, stage, I guess? Well, right now, um, like in that, like a few years ago, I was playing like all like all covers and stuff. But now we're starting to, I'm starting to write my originals for the band. Um, nice, nice. And we've kind of, established this like rockabilly um old soul sound and i feel like um our sound will evolve even further into more of like you know adding other elements like punk and uh ska and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah so i feel well like- you gotta you, you gotta think about it dean and and, and, and and you guys are like you're young so that's like your mind is just like, and I'm not trying to, you know, your mind is just opening to a lot of things. So it's great. Cause I remember when I was your age, you know, I was strictly listening to like hip hop at the time. And then, you know, my best friend was more into like metal and punk and all that. So when I got into that and then that sort of took me into another direction where it got me into like noise type bands and then other, it, man, just, just keep the mind, you guys keep your minds open and then just embrace it, man. Just take it all in because listening to you guys and, and seeing where you're coming from and, and the fact that, you know, you're doing what you're doing, man, just, it, it, it'll, it'll be incredible. Cause you'll look back, like Nick was saying, you'll look back in a handful of years and you'll be like, Holy cow, we came from that to this. It's, 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 it's really cool when you, when you put it all in, a, in, a, in, in that perspective. Yeah. We felt old when we were talking to the Orwells. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's like we're talking to people who are four, th- between 13 and 15. That reminds me, Faith, is this your first band, your first official band? Uh, yes, this is my first official band. So how has that changed the dynamic of your life? Are your friends treating you different? I have to imagine this kind of goes out to both of you. You have to have incredibly supportive parents, right? You would never be able to pull off yeah. what you're doing at yeah. this level if your parents are like, turn that darn music down. Um, I definitely think it, like, changed some things for me. Uh, I joined not even a year ago, probably six months ago. And, um, gosh, I, like, I don't know. It definitely increased my social personality. Uh, I got, like, a lot more, like, confident in myself and talking to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it definitely made me a lot busier, which wasn't a bad thing because I kind of – didn't do a lot before I had joined the band. Um, and it Did it pull like, you out of your shell? Were you kind of shy pr- before all that? Um, well, as I like talked about earlier, I did this thing called School of Rock. So that had already kind of built up my confidence, but I definitely think this like made my confidence a whole lot stronger. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Dean, um, you've been in bands. It sounds crazy for me to be like, let's talk about your musical history here. But you've been in previous bands. So do you feel like, 
Do you feel like right now that like you're a professional musician, as before you were just a kid in a band, or do you still have a lot of work to do in your mind before you reach that level? Um, sometimes it feels like I can be a professional musician, um, but I think right now I'm just kind of focusing on preparing what I'm, how I'm going to make that leap to a full-blown working musician um, and writing my songs and just kind of having fun for right now. Do you think you're, I mean, you've still got quite a bit of time, both of you, before you even have to start thinking about college a whole lot. Do you see yourself getting into a place in music where, you know, I'm not talking signed and on the radio, but you're playing regularly enough to, you know, make money. Do you see that saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to hold off on this college saying and pursue this passion or is the game plan, like our parents always said, have a backup plan, go to college and do whatever you want? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it kind of differs for each of us. I know. Um, for me, definitely. Um, I think sometimes whether or not I, I'll need to go to college, but sometimes, but I think I'm going to end up going to a college and doing something in music. Okay. Um, I was going to say, don't but, you want that $80,000 of debt hanging over your head for the next 40 years? That's, sure. <laughs> when we went to college, we didn't have to worry about that contingency of it. Like, you know, it was barely enough. I think it would cost me like sixteen grand or something to go to college. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. Now, I'm a sophomore, so I have two, year, two more years to go. And um, I've already started getting all of those papers, and it's definitely – interesting seeing all the different colleges and all that mm-hmm. so. so same question i asked dean faith um are your parents very focused on you going to college or if the music thing picks up do you say yeah, maybe i don't want to take on that 80 grand in debt let's follow this um band dream and see where that goes my mom isn't opposed to the idea of following the band but she definitely believes in like going to college or going to trade school and like, continuing my education um, I'm kind of like strongly on the same path too, but I would definitely like to like go into some sort of musical, um, education thing, like looking at different types of things that I can still do and involve myself in music. And again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like be opposed to sticking with the band and like just seeing where it goes. Very well. All right, let's dig nice, into nice. the band here. Um, the band, the Joey's, of course, a Joey is a baby kangaroo. Is that where the name came from? Um, for me, the name comes from uh, Joey Ramone, one of my mm. Nice. Yeah, and also we live on Urban Dictionary, and a Joey is someone who's a cool dude, but I kind of took on the name of a kangaroo. That's how everyone else uh, saw it. Yeah, when he first messaged me, he was like, oh, I'm not a which you guys are young so i thought that's where you got the name joey's from yeah joey ramon no that's 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 my name uh, and we learned something new odell as old yeah timers. we did learned, yeah i had no idea that's what i meant um d are you still with us uh, am i still with you am i not always with you Yes. Um, I wanted to bring something up because you actually asked me this question. So I want to have you on the line when I ask. You just um, auditioned once again for AGT and you were watching some of the Joey's videos and you're like, why in the heck are these kids not auditioning for a show like AGT? So I'm kind of packaging these questions for you and throwing it out to you guys. Any thoughts of going on AGT? I think you guys would make it big, or at least, you know, have a good run for the money. Well, I thought about this a lot, and Faith actually auditioned for American Idol Uh, one time. Um, But at least for me, I don't really want to get famous because of of a reality show like America's Got Talent, um, and also I've heard a lot of things like some of the stuff is very fake, and they use um, auto tune, and it, a lot of it is scripted. So I don't know. I'd have to find out a little more about how it works. You know. Well, well that's good. Yeah, and I know from um, I know from speak because we've had a couple of previous 
contestants on AGT. We had um, the Pumpkinhead guy, who you might remember, and we also had uh, R.L. Bell, who's an amazing singer. And you're half right. Um, AGT is semi-scripted, I guess, in that they definitely put acts against each other in a very specific way. Um, and they not also the show that. in a very specific way. I thought everyone auditioned, and Matt, who was very popular meme and that YouTube with his dancing pumpkin guy, he was like, they reached out to me actually yeah. a couple years in a row. So apparently about 20% of the acts they have on there is their you know, PR people mm-hmm. scrubbing YouTube and stuff like that and finding people and reaching out to them, which I didn't know, and that kind of killed some of the magic and pageantry of the show yeah, for me. I mean, and they do definitely, I think they kind of subversively push for certain acts to win but at the end of the day it is really up to whoever the people vote for um like this year of course the magician was going to win because he was a crowd favorite and he looks like an anime character brought to life he's fabulous and he is really good at magic um (laughs) but at the you know at the end of it it it's ultimately up to you know the the viewing audience but yeah it, it is definitely and everything's very hush hush. If you do make it on, you can't tell anybody, and you know all of these other things. And there, there's a lot that you can't say, which is normal for any television. You're show. like Schrodinger's contestant. It, it is. Are you yeah. on or are you off? <laughs> Pretty Neither much. Neither until you say something. Pretty much, but um, but yeah, it is. But it's, it's the more it's reality based of the reality shows. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, American Idol, I didn't go for just because um, I had heard, at least this is how they used to do it, that if you did win, you were required to go on tour for six months. And I wasn't going to do that because I have a life. Um, well, you have responsibilities. I would I say do. you have an anti-life I, because I you do. can't do that. I do. I mean, I have clients that I see on a weekly basis that really rely on me and I love my job. So... You know, I'm like, mm, not so much. Oh, you're going to offer me a show in Vegas for a weekend? Sure, I'll do that. Um, and even the million dollars, you don't get it all at once. You get about $25,000 a year after taxes, which is nothing to shake a stick at, but it's not you rich for the rest of your life. So it's it, there's definitely a lot of information behind the scenes that is definitely worth knowing. And I think you're really, really, really smart to want to research things before you jump into it because you do sign contracts you you sign all kinds of stuff the minute you walk in the door so i i I applaud you i mean that's that's a really smart way of doing anything is read the fine print Mm -hmm. always for sure absolutely all right and that's with anything that you sign so uh, i mean you know oh yeah you you, yeah for my past experience yeah i signed the two small labels and you have to read you know, you read the small print because it's just one of those things that you're like, wait a minute, you want our, you know, you want this, you want the recording or you want this type of rights. And we're like, no, we're not willing to give you that. We'll give you this record, but you're not going to have the rights over the whole song. Cause we may want to do it on other things and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, 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 it's such a, um, it's such a challenging thing, but um, cause people do get caught up in, oh my gosh, I made it, or they think they've made it and they signed something and then all of a sudden your life is taken away. So, yeah, but Adele, um, yeah, we have I definitely friends who are in the music industry and who have videos like on MTV and they haven't made it like somebody would think they made it, right? I mean, what's made it? Exactly. Like, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying. I mean, Jason's as- band was on MTV. Meanwhile, he's living in his mom's house selling guitars on eBay because yeah, that band and was just and- breaking even. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the point that I just made as far as you got to pay attention to what you sign because you could be signing something that um, possibly, um, yeah, you're here. For example, um, I was just watching, um, oh gosh, it was a hip hop group and I, uh, I can't remember their names right now, but basically, oh, special ed. And, and this is well before you guys, this is when I was young and when Nick and I was young, he was like, he was like, he was an MC. Um, he was really, really good in the early eighties, really good. But, uh, and, and like, he was like 18, I think when he signed to, um, I forgot what label it was, but what had happened was, unfortunately he had smart people around him. Um, but basically he signed this one contract. 
he exceeded what the contract made. But in in the fine print, they tried to get him on like, well, okay, whatever you make past this certain amount of money, that money has to go back into the making of your second album. And he was like, well, you know, when yeah, he looked at that. The labels don't have the same power they did back when we were young, man, because no, there's so but many it, different platforms to self-produce your music. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but it's still, you still, there's certain platforms. You still got to sign a contract eventually if you make it big enough with like YouTube or you still got to sign a contract. If you make it big enough with a certain group, there's still things that you have to really pay attention to, or you would be like some of our friends who were sitting at home and living at their mom's house. So it's a tricky situation to navigate for sure. Hey, I want to back up here and talk about the diversity of the band, because as you can tell, we're from the punk world. Um, you have a lot of punk overturns, tones, um, rockabilly, but you also kind of go in the direction of the classics and Elvis. How are you making, I'll put this out to both of you, Dean and Faith, how are you making the creative decisions? Once again, is this about finding your voice or are you just kind of casting a wide net, finding what works for you and then kind of reeling it all in and making, making the magic? Well, I just think that all four of us um, kind of bring something unique to the table Hayden he's very um he's a very um steady very punk rock loud drummer um Lucy she's very uh she can play funk bass lines for days um Faith she has a very soulful voice and um I try and uh bring a little bit of rockabilly and kind of almost jazz style guitar playing and all of that kind of mixes together really well. And I just think that's kind of our natural sound. Faith, you know who you should check out if you don't already know of them? Have you guys ever heard of a band called The Gits? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, Their singer, Mia Zapata, she was actually on Unsolved Mysteries. They were a Seattle band that yeah. were breaking big right around the time of Nirvana and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, all those cats. And her singer, Mia, got murdered walking home from the studio. And actually, Joan Jett started another band with the group called Evil Stig, which is the Gets Backwards. And they raised money. They have an incredible story. They raised money to further the investigation. And they did it for 12 years, far after the police gave up on it. And they actually caught Mia Zapata's murderer on their own. Just yep. funding it. I mean, they had police working with them, but funding it all through Joan Jett's efforts to find Mia's killer. It's an incredible story, and Mia was an incredible presence oh, yeah. in the rock world. So she I was definitely... an amazing musician, but at the same time, it was one of the very first cases that was ever solved using uh, genetics. Because DNA evidence. Yeah. DNA, yeah. They found he was ar- um, I think he was already across from New York. Yeah, he was, he was in he was Florida. Like, Florida or New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they found them. And they, yeah, yeah, it was one of the very first cases that was and ever And he didn't even know who DNA she evidence. was. That was the craziest thing. He just thought it was some random girl, dragged her into the bushes and murdered her. But she was amazing. Yep. Amazing. So, yeah, definitely watch. check out the gifts. All right, we want to play something. And um, let's see, Lo, this is a remake. But actually, it turned out um really good. You sent me this music today, Dean. I thought it was really good. So we're going to play some low. What inspired you guys to pick this song? I know you guys do a lot of covers. You're now just venturing into originals. How are you making those kind of creative choices as far as picking covers? Who's bringing that to the table? Um, Well, this particular song, we both have a teacher at School of Rock. Her name is Megan, and um, she's in a band called Aunt B, and that's one of their songs. And so we just thought we would do a cover of it because it's a really interesting and unique song, and we just really liked it. Fair enough. Alrighty, guys, we're going to play some low.
All righty, we are back. Um, we're going to finish up here because it's getting past someone's bedtime and it's not the 13 and 14 year old. No. It's me. He's I'm talking a- about me. Yeah. Um, real quick, guys. What do you have coming up? Let me ask you this first. Do you guys get a chance to play a lot outside of Arizona or have you been playing exclusively in Arizona? Currently, it's been exclusively Arizona, but um, we we do have a show um, in, on February seventeenth at in it's in Arizona, but it's kind of out of town for us in Lake Havasu. It's for the nice. Lake Havasu Rockabilly reunion. Nice, and we're really yeah. excited for that one. That's going to be really big. I imagine touring right now is out of the question, right? With how like how busy you've got to be with school and everything else. Yeah, yeah, I I, I want to go on tour maybe for my uh, senior year or something, but you know, but yeah, right now um, I'm really just focused on that rockabilly show and like big bands like uh, Save Ferris are playing. Okay, yeah. it's gonna be really yeah. fun. Yeah, Odell, that's, they yeah. need to play Cootstown, right? Oh, that's that's the place. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get discovered. It's in Cootstown, Cootstown, Pennsylvania. Twist. Lord have mercy. <laughs> all right tell us what you got coming up in 2019 and um are you are here's another thing i meant to ask you too are you guys coming out with an actual album i know we started the show with planet nine um was that from an upcoming album or is that just a demo you guys cut or planet um, z i'm sorry yeah yeah so uh planet z that's just a single and i think the way we're gonna release our originals is we're gonna kind of do it single by single and maybe release small little um, EPs. And maybe um, if, because right now I'd say we have about um, nine other originals that have yet to be recorded and released. So maybe we'll record a small EP, put that out, and then put all those songs um, on an album with a few others. So, yeah, I've I've thought a lot about how we're going to release all of our stuff. What's the and fan base be- like? Is it a much younger fan base, or is your fan base kind of across the spectrum age-wise? It's pretty. It's pretty across the spectrum because we play a lot of old, old-timey stuff, and that attracts a lot of the some of the older audiences and um, people our age, like our friends. They'll um, they're they're starting to like our stuff, and it's a lot more. It's a lot different from the kind of stuff they're listening to. All the rap. So I think they enjoy something new, and I'm showing them a lot of my favorite bands like uh, the Stray Cats and Oingo Boingo. Oh and man! They're all, they're all oh, look at you, nice man! Heck yeah! What's his name from Oingo Boingo? He's like on every produces like Danny every Elfman. sound check. Yeah, he's like on every yeah. movie soundtrack. You've seen yep. Danny Elfman like everywhere. I could go on and on about him and Oingo Boingo, and I've gone on many tangents for... Many tangents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think that's Faith's way of saying, don't get him started. (laughs) No, no, I want to get him started, because I love when people are passionate about stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, oh my God. You're talking Stray Cats. I mean, this is back when um, Brian Seltzer... Seltzer, um, yeah. Yeah, and all these guys, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy... And they all kind of blew into that swing revival thing. Um, do you find that music has more resonance, more passion than kind of the music that's mass produced today? Are you not someone of this culture? Do you are you steeped like is your foot solidly in music more from like the sixties, seventies, eighties? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't listen. I don't. Um, I listen to very few things that come out today and it usually takes a lot of digging to find really good bands out there and um i really like all that um the swing the rockabilly the new wave kind of stuff from the 80s just because i feel like that's really a culture i can be a part of okay um, yeah He's a man out of his time, which is all yes. good creatively. You need to check out um we've had him on the show we're friends with them Lee Press on and the Nails they are phenomenal. Yeah. He is yeah. Lee is like the Gomez Adams of the swing world. Yeah. yeah. So definitely check out Lee. All right, we got to get uh, out of yeah. here. Dean, Faith, I want to thank you so much for calling in today. Yeah, uh, thank you. Tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs. 
Um, we have a website called Joey's dot dot band. band. You take this one, Faith. Um, we also have an Instagram. <laughs> it's Joey's Band. Yeah, I know all of these ones. Um, we you can find us on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, for sure. Okay. And then um, we have a YouTube channel. Correct, Mundo? Yeah. Um, and that one's just Joey's Band. The Joey's. Or yeah, sorry, the Joey's. I'm not sure. Right on, and we're going to awesome. end this episode with some cha-cha twists once again. And let me throw this out to Faith too. How do you feel when you're singing these remakes, and a lot of them written well before you were born? Do you feel a connection to that time period? Um, I definitely try to connect with the songs that I sing. Um, there's always some part or some part of a song that I can like find some sort of connection with, even if the words don't necessarily mean exactly what they were intended to mean by the songwriter um i still find some sort of connection or at least try to so yeah that's the way to do it same with you i think you're just naturally gravitating towards (laughs) that music right yeah i mean that you kind of eat live and breathe rockabilly and all the old swing bands and stuff right yeah um and i go to a lot of like uh festivals based around rockabilly and you know a bunch of cool cars with planes on it um nice yeah um and that's that's a culture that i really like to be a part of because i don't because most of the people are well i don't really know any of them and it's fun to talk and hear their stories because everyone pretty much listens to all the same bands if you're a part of that kind of group and it's fun to talk to them and that's a very family oriented. I've I've been fortunate enough to play with the, uh, a lot of rockabilly bands, and and they're very tight knit, man. And but very open, but tight knit. So it's like really cool to be uh, to 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 be a part of that. Um, I remember a couple years ago seeing Reverend Horton Heat, and it was like, like I, I I hadn't seen some people in a long time, and they were at that show just you know because they followed suit and they you know they come out and really support so. Yeah, it's it's a really I, good thing. I actually met uh, Jim Heath from the Reverend Horton Heat, and uh, ah. that we played a festival, and that was really cool. Like, yeah, he's really he this really angry dude on stage, but yeah. <laughs> backstage he's really nice and very calm, and I was very intimidated. <laughs> I bet. Oh, they do this um, Johnny Quest remake, man. That's insane. Have you ever heard that, Odell? Oh, yeah, dude. Yes, I know oh. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they did it at the show I, w- I went to. Yeah. Yeah, those oh, cats are just insane. All right, yep. guys, we got to get out of here. Faith Dean, once again, thank you so much for calling yeah, in and being part you. of the show. I'm so inspired. Anytime I could talk to young people who just really have their head in the game and are focused, and I know we're going to do like big, giant things in this world. So I can't applaud you kids enough. Yeah, definitely. And we will be back next year, Odell. Can you believe it? I know. Next 2019, year. 2019. I remember in, <laughs> like, God, 85, wondering what the year 2000 would be like. And here, here we, we are. are. Staring down the barrel of 2020. That sounds so futuristic. So we'll be back next year, guys. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll have some big surprises for you. We'll see. Yeah. D, yeah. you want to say anything as we get out of here for the holidays? By the way, happy holidays, guys. I hope everybody is safe out there for the holidays. Yes. Be happy smart holidays. this New Year's Eve. Yeah, please. Um, and keep an eye on TinCan.media and on iTunes because... Though there is no formal plan to do it, I have a feeling there will be some sort of video or audio of the New Year's Eve board game debauchery that is planning to ensue at Casa de Catsaurus this year. Oh, yeah. We're finally having a party this year for New Mm -hmm. Year's. So instead of going out of town, we're broke because we're being bled dry by your car, D. I know, but it's your, a great car. Your car is like Christine. It's bleeding us dry. It's a great So <laughs> we're going to be stuck in town this year. So we'll see what happens. All right, Dean Faith, thanks a lot. Odell, you yeah, and buddy. Susan and the kids have an amazing holiday. And we will you talk guys to you as guys well. in the far off future of 2019. Woo! <laughs> 2019. <laughs>